I don't want you to look so nervous, young man, because you're getting introduced to... Um, no. Ah, much better. Now, get ready for an uncivilized discussion about faith. Welcome Welcome to to the the Barbarian Barbarian Prophets. All right, we just want to welcome everybody. Whoa, that chopped off a little soon. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to back to the Barbarian Prophet. Thank you, Barbarian Nation, for jumping in. I want you to know that I've been working on getting some new stuff uh, developed. I've got my grandson in the studio today who is very insistent about being on the air. He is 11 years old. He's a Cowboys cowboy. He was sired by Cowboys. He's like a 27th generation rancher, aren't you? Yeah. A 27th generation nonetheless. Yeah. Where yeah, where are you coming from? You got your you got your dad. I'd say about 6 generations. 6 or 7 generations or 6 generations at least Wyoming, right? Right. So, here's the cool thing about Trent is um, he is truly a cowboy. That's not a joke. He was born one. He came came into this world and uh, immediately had a set of cowboy boots on within the next 48 hours, and he hasn't been out of them ever since, which we're always happy about because if you're around the kid, you're like, why don't you leave your boots on, son? I'm just giving you bad time, Trent. The other thing is is that when we take a look at Trent – We take a look at all of the things he's done, he's been successful at, and everything else. And what we want to do is just kind of share some of that with you. Because he has had his own Christian walk, which has been pretty amazing, really. So, Trent, tell us us a little bit about yourself. Uh, You you grew up here in Casper, right? Right. Um, Great answer. Any other answers? (laughs) You well, you grew up here in Casper, but you went ahead and you been you bounced back and forth to the ranch, right? Yep. And the um, ranch is by where? It's in between Newcastle and Wright. We're exactly in the middle. Um, we have about eighteen thousand acres. Um, about ten thousand acres deeded land, which is in our name, and then about eight thousand we lease from the um, Forest Service. Yep. Um, we rent about two hundred and fifty head of Black Angus cattle. Um, that's counting heifers, three-year-olds, all the mints. We have about three horses, and, um, I'd say it's a pretty gosh dang good operation. <laughs> that, that it is. <clears throat> so, let me ask you a couple more questions here. So, uh, you got your own horse? Yes. What's your horse's name? Um, I got a quarter horse named Chance. Um, he originated out from Arkansas, um, he was one of them pony horses that ponies the race horses off the track. Oh, so, uh, oh, okay. So explain that real quick. I mean, he uh, is a horse that uh, when a race horses come in, they got to get calmed down. Is that right? Right. So you know how race horses are. Them thoroughbreds, they just get so antsy and they always want to go, go, go. And so usually when they're done with their races, they're so antsy and before the races too. Um, they have these people called ponyers, and so what they'll do is they will come and um, practically just take the horse from the jockey, and they will pull it back to their stable or wherever they need to, and that's what my horse Chance did um, until he came back here about five years ago, and we've had him for about a year now. 
So uh, what I uh, understand your situation with uh, the horse is that how did he deal with cows when he first came into cows? Well, let's say this. He he didn't really know what to think of him. Um, He's a great learning horse. You know, he wants to learn, but he did a little hop, but he doesn't like what you'll do is like we had this one calf. Um, it split out from the herd and it was running. And um, my, we were chasing after it. And um, we that calf finally turned back, but he didn't. He had no brakes, and so he went. Your stop. horse had no brakes, or the cow. My horse, and so he couldn't really stop, and so he started to hop. Right. You no, know, he doesn't really know how to bot, but that's why he's such a gentle horse. But, I mean, he's a really good horse, but he's not, I mean, he can be very, he can be kind of cowy if you can teach him right and keep it constantly. Excellent. So, now let's bounce on to the rest of this situation. So, you've been taking riding lessons for how long now? I'd say about <clears throat> a year, year and a half. Okay, and you've been on horses ever since you were itty-bitty. Right. And so, uh, you been taking, where are you taking lessons at? Um, out at Sea Bracket Horse Barn out on Cold Creek. Okay. And so, what all have you learned out there? What has been the things you've learned the most? So, before, um, I didn't have a lot of confidence. Um, I was definitely a little scared. And, you know, Sea Bracket has helped me with all of those things. It's helped me take up more confidence and you know it's made me more have fun riding horseback it's it's just a great environment to be around lots of good people now do you take chance out there with you every time or did just once in a while what what do you have for a horse out there um so like with chris with christy martinez who runs it um what she is doing is she um you Mostly, people just have the, just get the horses from Christy. But, like, me, since I have my own horse, um, so I do FCA meetings, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We'll, we'll jump into that FCA here in a minute. Finish out your deal with your horse. So, so you borrow a horse there sometimes, and other times you bring your own. Is that right? Yep. Um, it just depends on when my dad gets off, and if we have enough time to, I'll grab him for sure. Okay, so uh, now what all do they teach you? They teach you uh, what type of riding? I mean, do they teach you to run, stop? What do they teach you? Um, well, like I started out in the beginner class, and right now I'm in the adult intermediate. And so what we're doing with that is we're working on loping and galloping, and we're changing on the rail, um, which means away from the rail, fence line and so we've just been working on that stuff quite a bit um like we mostly ride western with the saddle horns but sometimes we will ride english like this week it's going to be english week so we will ride english so what does it mean to ride english um english is more like the show jumping horse saddles um if you look at show jumping um it's mostly just them saddles. They don't have a saddle horn. They're they're very small. Okay, I get it. So you're saying I wouldn't fit in it? Practically. Okay, so here's the next deal is that one thing, you do attend church regular, is that correct? Yes. 
So uh, tell me a little bit about your church experience, and then we're going to jump into your other experience with uh, cowboy Christians. Um, so, I mean, I've attended church since I was very, very little. Um, and so um, we started out at um, Restoration Church. Um, that is where we used to go, and then... While my grandfather was still working at SST, and then when he got the job as a pastor at Prince of Peace Lutheran Lutheran Church, um, that is where he moved to, and that's just been my regular church ever since then. And, you know, I help out as much as I can, and it's just a little great small church. And where uh, you, you also attend church with your parents. They go to a different church, right? Yep, they go to Highland Park, and they are part of the family ministry team there. Yeah, we're, I'm going to get them on this show so they can uh, help describe that to other people. Okay, so uh, what's one of the things you like about uh, – now, you're 11, so you have not uh, started into confirmation course and stuff like that, but you uh, uh, do you read your Bible? I mean, tell me a little bit about your relationship with Jesus. Well, um. Oh, I told you it was going to be tough questions or you're going to bail in here, so, bud. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do read my Bible when I can. Um, I'm I'm not doing it as much as I would like to, um, but I mean... I think that's what most Christians say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... Okay, so what do you what do you know when you're when you're at church? What is your key thing you do over there? Because you do you have a ministry at the church, don't you? Yep. Um I well there, um you know, I attend Sunday school and all that, but um I usually hold the door in the mornings. Um and So you do door greeting? Door greeting. What's a part of door greeting? Um, helping people in off the ice practically. Um, like when the winter, that's when it hits its worst, and windy, and windy. Um, that's when I usually am called to service by God, and that's when I head out there in the cold conditions. Yeah, and you go in and help in all of the people that are having struggle, right? Right. Okay, well, that's good. Okay, now, now let's talk about the other thing. You you made mention and you rattled off some letters, so let's hear them again. Your Christian fellowship. Oh, um, so FCA is Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which um, there are many different sides to FCA. Um, right now I'm taking the equestrian side, and so um, every other Sunday we do meet and um, and like with that, that's when I take my own horse and um, we do Bible verses. We go through all different trail games with horses. Um, it's about learning God and learning horses at the same time. And it's just a great time to be around and a great thing to be at. So give me kind of an example of something you've learned over there at that, uh, at the fellowship. I mean, what are some of the Bible verses you guys have bailed into? Well, um, they, so the, so the FCA time is from one to three. We do 30 minutes of devotional and prayer. Um, and we talk about our own experiences with God 
and we search up some Bible verses, and um, it also just does depend on Christy, um, what her pastor preaches, and that's what she will look up in the Bible, and that is what she will describe, um, but like a couple weeks and weekends ago, we, um, played this one game to where we had, uh, two teams, and, um, each, you could go to either corner in the arena, and each corner had three or four Bible verses, and you had to hit the ball with your horse's feet to get them to kick it into that corner, and you had to, um, before you could win, all of your, um, uh, teammates had to read the Bible verse. Okay, so uh, you have a horse. You have your own horse there. Uh, how did he do at kicking the ball? Is he much of a soccer player at all? Well, I wouldn't say, like, when we got him, um, they showed us this one video where he was kicking around the ball, but I was so excited, you know, I was going to, we were going to win this, we were going to win it, and it turns out, he was scared of the ball. But you had seen the horse kick the ball before? Your horse? Yeah. But all of a sudden, he decided that wasn't his cup of tea. Yep. Was it maybe the color of the ball? I, I don't know. Okay. So uh, what ends up happening here when you guys meet? So even though you guys are meeting once a month there, you still continue in your in your faith. Is that correct? Yeah, two times a month. Okay, so now let's talk about something else. So, you you know, years ago I had you on the Barbarian Prophet when you were about eight. So right. we're, we're back a few years. Uh, so my question to you is, uh, where are you at with your faith right now when it comes to looking at what you're going to do in the in the future? Back then, you wanted to be a truck driver. You wanted to be a cowboy. You wanted to work on the ranch. You wanted to go ahead and build a church out there for all the uh, ranch families to come to. You were going to preach on an occasion. I, I'm just curious when we go from age 8 to age 11, where are we at with all of those things? Well, we will start off with um, a lot of those dreams have come true or have already happened, um, like the cattle truck driver thing. Um, I don't know if it's really a passion. Well, let's say this. Wait a minute. Are you driving cattle trucks somewhere? No, but let's say this. Um, I, I don't know. Do they give a CDL to uh, 11-year-olds? Just questions. Maybe in some countries, but I don't think in America. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so tell, tell me. I don't mean to interrupt. I just uh, question. Um, so, but, like, so I, I had a dream of being a pilot, and um, I can't be a pilot because I'm colorblind. And so now I want to, so when... My parents move, so when we're moving out to the ranch in two years, and so what we want to do is when my dad takes it over, you know, he'll be in his 40s, he'll be fine, he can do it, he can do it, and after that, I want to take, and I want to go to flight attendant school since I can't be a pilot, because I, I want to always, I want to be in the air, that, that's what I love most, is just being in the air, being on a plane, Southwest Airlines. That that's where my head is right now. And what? No, I want to know why uh, Southwest Airlines. Well, 
I don't know. I know I I just feel like that that's the that's always the airline that we've always flown. And I just feel like that's the airline that I feel most comfortable with. All right. I just want to make sure they didn't give you any money to plug them on this show, did they? Because if they did, I want my cut. No. All right. We're good. So uh, as you get a little closer to that microphone, what I want to know from you is this. Um, bouncing around the world, having dreams that continue to shift, that is Okay. Okay. I want to tell you that as your as your papa. I want to tell you that it's okay because as we learn things and develop things, our dreams and visions change, right? Right. <clears throat> but the one thing that has to remain consistent and constant in your life is uh, stepping forth and always following after the things in which Christ is sending you. Right. Because, you know, the rest of this stuff is very temporary, right? Right. But uh, we know that our life in Christ is... Forever. Forever. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Have you uh, have you made the decision uh, that as you go forward with life here, are you going to preach at some point or how are you going to do it? Because you're, you're watching me have to go through, jump through a bunch of hoops to become a Lutheran pastor. And uh, I've never asked you this question, so you can answer honestly. Uh, is is that something you think you would do with your life still? Um, I, you know, possibly, but you know, I will if I if that's something that I don't go forward with. Um, you know, out at the ranch in Newcastle, I would still attend the Lutheran church out there. Um. But I don't know at this point. Fair enough. So if you were attending a Lutheran church over there, who would you go? Which church would you go to? I think the only Lutheran one is with Rob Carr. Okay. You met Rob, right? Right. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good to know. So, you know, the thing is, there again, Trent, is that as you move forward with those things, I mean, at one time you were going to be a rodeo star too, right till the time we get bucked off something, huh? All right. <laughs> and then we then we start going, maybe that ain't as fun as I thought. Yeah. Now, but the one thing is that as you go along with this, I just want you to know we're all very proud of you and proud of the person that you are. So what? Uh, we're just doing a short show today. Right. Okay. So I want to know from you, uh, what would be the key thing you would want people to know about your faith? If you were if you were to have to talk to people about Jesus, have you ever done that at school or anything else? No, not really. Okay. So what would you what would you say if if you had a person going, "Man, do you think that that Jesus cat is real?" I would know for sure. Um, you know, it's all there, you know, um there's some people who don't believe, but all the studies are there. Um, you know, he... I'm, I'm curious to what you think a study of Jesus is. Don't worry, I'm not throwing you off. Don't shrug your shoulders. I can't see you shrugging your shoulders and squirming in the chair. I guess research, or... How do you feel about him in your life? I feel like it's good. I feel like he's there every day. Um... You know, it feels good. Okay. 
All right. So let me ask you a quick question. What is the number one thing you do like doing at church? I mean, other than answering doors, what's the one thing you like about church? Do you like Sunday school the best? Do you like, uh, you know, do you like your Sunday school teachers? Do you like uh, your, your pastor's extraordinarily good? Yeah. I mean, for sure, right? I mean, right. he keeps you on the edge of your seat, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He Does he ever do anything that's odd or peculiar? You should not have to take this long to think about it. I just want to point that out. Too. <laughs> okay, Trent, I'm just asking you, what, what is your favorite thing that you like about, about church other than, you know, your little bit, your, your service where you, you have the little things that you do? I get that. But what do you like to learn about in church? Um, well, I like being acolyte. That's always fun. Um, but, I don't know. You know, you preach about different things every week, and that's what I like is how you change it up. Um, and, you know, um, I just, I, I like it wherever you go with your ministry. Well, thank you. So, uh, so then my question to you is, uh, how do they do for teaching you at Sunday school there? Uh, they do pretty good, I'd say, yeah. What do they teach you there? Um, you know, like Miss Holly, she was going through the book of Acts last week. Um, and we did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what? I mean, what happened in the book of Acts? Um, I mean. I'm testing you here and everybody's listening. We have over 5 million listeners worldwide. Um, People in Russia right now are judging all of America because of what you're about to say. I, you know, she just went through it. Um, Was there anything exciting that happened in the book at all? Brain freeze, copy that. Okay, moving on. So anyway, I just want to tell you, thank you for being here today. Of course. Okay, and uh, I I appreciate your uh, time to sit out here and visit with us. You know, the key thing is I, I do want to tell you is that spending time with uh, you has been a, a true honor in my life, and I appreciate the fact that you uh, just wanted to be on the show so you could be a part of this too. So I appreciate you, Trent, and God bless you. All right, thank you. For questions or comments, please email us at info at thebarbarianprofit.com. The Barbarian Prophet is a registered trademark of Barbarian Media Group. Listening to this podcast may cause excitability, euphoria, and overall sense of happiness and the realization that you're not alone. Discontinue use if reddened skin or a rash develops. Side effects may include random hugging, crying out loud, smiling while alone, and happy crying combined with snot bubble development. Do not use during church service. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Are you actually still listening? Seriously, we have nothing more to say except for that one thing that was really, really, really important, but let's wait until the next show for that. <laughs>